0: You're listening to The Big Bible Read, an initiative of The Pulse and The Word radio stations. For Bible study resources and to join a community of other Bible readers, visit bigbibleread.com. Genesis chapter 13. So Abram went up from Egypt into the Negev. He took his wife and all his possessions with him as well as Lot. Now Abram was very wealthy in livestock, silver, and gold and he journeyed from place to place from the Negev as far as Bethel. He returned to the place where he had pitched his tent at the beginning between Bethel and Ai. This was the place where he had first built the altar, and there Abram worshipped the Lord. Now Lot, who was traveling with Abram, also had flocks, herds, and tents. But the land could not support them while they were living side by side. Because their possessions were so great, they were able to live alongside one another. So there were quarrels between Abram's herdsmen and Lot's herdsmen. Now the Canaanites and the Perizzites were living in the land at the time. Abram said to Lot, Let there be no quarreling between me and you, and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are close relatives. Is not the whole land before you? Separate yourself now from me. If you go to the left, then I'll go to the right. But if you go to the right, then I'll go to the left. Lot looked up and saw the whole region of the Jordan. He noticed that all of it was well watered. This was before the Lord obliterated Sodom and Gomorrah. Like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, all the way to Zoar. Lot chose for himself the whole region of the Jordan and traveled toward the east. So the relatives separated from each other. Abram settled in the land of Canaan, but Lot settled among the cities of the Jordan plain and pitched his tent next to Sodom. Now the people of Sodom were extremely wicked rebels against the Lord. After Lot had departed, the Lord said to Abram, Look, from the place where you stand to the north, south, east, and west. I will give all the land that you see to you and your descendants forever, and I will make your descendants like the dust of the earth, so that if anyone is able to count the dust of the earth, then your descendants also can be counted. Get up and walk throughout the land, for I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tents and went to live by the oaks of Mamre in Hebron and built an altar to the Lord there. Chapter 14. At that time... Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Lasser, Keterleomer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of nations, went to war against Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemeber, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is, Zoar. These last five kings joined forces in the valley of Sidim, that is, the Salt Sea. For twelve years they had served Keterleomer, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Kedolamer and the kings who were his allies came and defeated the Rephaites and ashtarah Carnaim, the Zuzites in Ham, the Emites and Shabbath-Kiratham, and the Horites in their hill country of Ser, as far as El Peren, which is near the desert. Then they attacked En Mishpat, that is Kadesh, again, and they conquered all the territory of the Amalekites, as well as the Amorites, who were living in Hazron Tamar. Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Admah, and the king of Zeboiim, and the king of Bela, that is Zor, went out and prepared for battle. In the valley of Siddim they met. Keterleomer, king of Elam, Tidal, king of nations, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Elisar. Four kings fought against five. Now the valley of Siddim was full of tar pits. When the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, they fell into them but some survivors fled to the hills. The four victorious kings took all the possessions and food of Sodom and Gomorrah and left. They also took Abraham's nephew Lot and his possessions when they left, for Lot was living in Sodom. A fugitive came and told Abram the Hebrew, Now Abram was living by the Oaks of Mamre the Amorite, the brother of Eskel and Anar. All these were allied by treaty with Abram. When Abram heard that his nephew— had been taken captive, he mobilized his 318 trained men who had been born in his household, and he pursued the invaders as far as Dan. Then, during the night, Abram divided his forces against them and defeated them. He chased them as far as Hebo, which is north of Damascus. He retrieved all the stolen property. He also brought back his nephew Lot and his possessions, as well as the women and the rest of the people. After Abram returned from defeating Ketolamer and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet Abram in the valley of Sheva, known as the king's valley. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Now he was the priest of the Most High God. He blessed Abraham, saying, Blessed by Abram be the Most High God, creator of heaven and earth. Worthy of praise is the Most High God, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Abram gave Melchizedek a tenth of everything. Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, "'Give me the people and take possession for yourself.' Then the king of Sodom said to Abram, "'Give me the people and take the possessions for yourself.' But Abram replied to the king of Sodom, "'I raise my hand to the Lord, the Most High God, creator of heaven and earth, and vow that I will take nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or the strap of a sandal. That way you can never say, "'It is I who made Abram rich. "'I will take nothing except compensation "'for what the young men have eaten.' As for the share of the men who went with me, Aner, Eshcol, and Mamre, let them take their share. Chapter 15 After these things, the Lord's message came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield and the one who will reward you in great abundance. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, what will you give me since I continue to be childless and my heir is Eliezer of Damascus? Abram added, Since you've not given me a descendant, then look, one born in my house will be my heir. But look, the Lord's message came to him. This man will not be your heir, but instead a son who comes from your own body will be your heir. The Lord took him outside and said, Gaze into the sky and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So will your descendants be. Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord credited it as righteousness to him. The Lord said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, by what can I know that I am to possess it? The Lord said to him, take for me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. So Abram took all these for him and then cut them in two and placed each half opposite the other. But he did not cut the birds in half. When birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. When the sun went down, Abram fell sound asleep, and great terror overwhelmed him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign country. They will be enslaved and oppressed for 400 years. But I will execute judgment on the nation they will serve. Afterward, they will come out with many possessions. But as for you, you will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will return here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its limit. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, a smoking fire pot with a flaming torch passed between the animal parts. That day the Lord made a covenant with Abram. To your descendants I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates River, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, Cadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephaites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. Chapter 16. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had not given birth to any children, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, Since the Lord has prevented me from having children, please sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have a family by her. Abram did what Sarai told him. So after Abram had lived in Canaan for 10 years, Sarai, Abram's wife gave Hagar, her Egyptian servant, to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she became pregnant. Once Hagar realized she was pregnant, she despised Sarai. Then Sarai said to Abram, You have brought this wrong on me. I gave my servant into your embrace. But when she realized that she was pregnant, she despised me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Abram said to Sarai, Since your servant is under your authority, do to her whatever you think best then Sarai treated Hagar harshly. So she ran away from Sarai. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring that is along the road to Shur. He said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She replied, I am running away from my mistress Sarai. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her authority. I will greatly multiply your descendants, the angel of the Lord added, so that they may be too numerous to count. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, You are now pregnant and about to give birth to a son. You are to name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard your painful groans. He will be a wild donkey of a man. You will be hostile to everyone, and everyone will be hostile to him. He will live away from his brothers. So Hagar named the Lord who spoke to her, You are the God who sees me. For she said, Here I have seen one who sees me. That is why the well was called Beer Lahai Roy, which is located between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave birth to Abram's son, whom Abram named Ishmael. Now Abram was 86 years old when Hagar gave birth to Ishmael.
1: Matthew chapter 5. When he saw the crowds, He went up the mountain. After he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to teach them by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things about you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad, because your reward is great in heaven, for they persecuted the prophets before you in the same way. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its flavor, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled on by people. You are the light of the world. A city located on a hill cannot be hidden. People do not light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people so that they can see your good deeds and give honor to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish these things, but to fulfill them. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or stroke of a letter will pass from the law until everything takes place. So anyone who breaks one of the least of these commands and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys them and teaches others to do so will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness goes beyond that of the experts in the law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to an older generation, Do not murder, and whoever murders will be subjected to judgment. But I say to you that anyone who is angry with a brother will be subjected to judgment. And whoever insults a brother will be brought before the council. And whoever says fool will be sent to fiery hell. So then, if you bring your gift to the altar and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your gift. Reach agreement quickly with your accuser while on the way to court, or he may hand you over to the judge, and the judge hand you over to the warden, and you will be thrown into prison. I tell you the truth, you will never get out of there until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, Do not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to desire her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into hell. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into hell. It was said whoever divorces his wife must give her a legal document. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except for immorality, makes her commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to an older generation, Do not break an oath, but fulfill your vows to the Lord. But I say to you, do not take oaths at all, not by heaven, because it is the throne of God. Not by earth, because it is his footstool. And not by Jerusalem, because it is the city of the great king. Do not take an oath by your head, because you are not able to make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. More than this is from the evil one. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the evildoer. But whoever strikes you on the right cheek, turn the other to him as well. And if someone wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your coat also. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to the one who asks you, and do not reject the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be like your father in heaven since he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Even the tax collectors do the same, don't they? And if you only greet your brothers, what more do you do? Even the Gentiles do the same, don't they? So then be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect.
2: Psalm 5. For the music director, to be accompanied by wind instruments, a psalm of David. Listen to what I say, Lord. Carefully consider my complaint. Pay attention to my cry for help, my King and my God, for I am praying to you. Lord, in the morning you will hear me. In the morning, I will present my case to you and then wait expectantly for an answer. Certainly you are not a God who approves of evil. Evil people cannot dwell with you. Arrogant people cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who behave wickedly. You destroy liars. The Lord despises violent and deceitful people. But as for me, because of your great faithfulness, I will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple as I worship you. Lord, lead me in your righteousness because of those who wait to ambush me. Remove the obstacles in the way in which you are guiding me. For they do not speak the truth. Their stomachs are like the place of destruction, their throats like an open grave, their tongues like a steep slope leading into it. Condemn them, O God. May their own schemes be their downfall. Drive them away because of their many acts of insurrection, for they have rebelled against you. But may all who take shelter in you be happy. May they continually shout for joy. Shelter them so that those who are loyal to you may rejoice. Certainly you reward the godly, Lord. Like a shield, you protect them in your good favor. The
0: scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, netbible.com. Copyright 1996 Used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC. All rights reserved.